0: Listening to the tabletop tales, stories told collectively around, well, a table. I am the Melody Keeper, and I am right now singing with you a story known as the quest for the best song. With our full party together at last, they have been sent upon their grand quest by the seven sages. Willop, Glonk, Seth, and Crispin currently find themselves on the outskirts of a place called Al-Kamorth. Our dungeon master describes the scene. It's now starting Starting to get get a a little little darker. darker. You You can can make make out in the the very very distance
1: this city just because of the lights, but it's like a good two-hour walk away.
2: (laughs) I have since used my rope like sled harness on the back of Glock and I'm kind of like skiing behind him just like
3: as he's going. I
4: I turn to Seth
3: and I say what's that guy's deal?
4: I honestly don't know and I haven't tried to figure it out.
3: Okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: two hours of walking, you finally get to the front gate of Alchemorth. It's down at this point because it's nighttime. And this big guard with very tanned skin and a bunch of piercings in his ear, wielding like this spear that has like a tip on it that's glowing. So you go up to the gate, he goes, Halt, no visitors at this hour of Alchemorth? Well, good thing we are not visitors. Not visitors, you say? Then what brings you to
5: Alchemorth? Well, we live there. You live in Alchemorth,
0: what's yes. your address,
5: sir? 1312 Alchemorth. <laughs> Alchemorth's the city, not a street. Well, sir. Alchemorth Drive. That's, that's a nice street.
1: God, you get so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I must ask, I need to see some papers.
2: Crispin slinks up behind him, takes the guard's papers out of the back of his pocket, and says, sure thing, sugar, and presents him his own papers.
3: <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: <laughs> so he's standing there. Yes, uh, do you have papers there, Mr. Dragon? Let me see those. These are my papers, sir. Are you trying to fool me? You know what we do to people who try to fool the gods? Gentlemen, <laughs> throw them in the jail for the night. And you see a bunch of like guards come out as they take you, tie your hands behind your backs, and take you to the jail. Well, shit. So you're being walked down (laughs) Alchemorth Drive. Look, there's our house. (laughs) (laughs) They they take you over to this temple, but you go around back and they put you in these holding cells that are open underneath just straight moonlight. So they're kind of like outside, and they're holding cells right by this pyramid. And from what you can tell, this pyramid is like bright white. And they throw you and he's like, well, maybe you'll learn not to lie next time. And then... Locks you in. Are we all in the same cell? There's two cells. Um, Seth and Glonk are in a <laughs> cell. <Nice. laughs> and Crispin and Willob are in a cell. And it is about 12 at night now. Well, gentlemen, you missed food calls, so at hope least. you don't get hungry. And as he's leaving, you kind of see him talking to another guard. I
2: immediately crack open the loaf of bread, pop a mouthful in and say, well, you're welcome, fellas. There's a temple we were trying to get to. <laughs> All we got to do is leave it up to Mr. Muscle over there to get us out.
3: Yeah, I, I was going to say, I mean, Glonk and I have been in this situation before. And honestly, there's not a cage Glonk can't break out of. I'm
4: muttering to myself, mm, yes, mm, okay. Seth interrupts Glonk's train of thought and says, how about we do things just like a little quieter this time?
3: And I, I, I say to Glonk, hey, Glonk, let's, let's hear him out. Let's give the new guy a shot. If it doesn't work, you can smash, fine. Okay, I examine the lock on my cell.
1: Yeah, you inspect the lock and you see that it requires a key in combination.
3: It looks like there's a code lock and a key lock. So we'd have to get the key and figure out a code. I wonder if one of the guards just has a key on them. I could get
2: one of those Shossie boys
3: over here. (laughs) I immediately whistle.
4: (laughs) I say, here we go. Oh
2: God, turn around and like flutter my coat. And as I turn back around, I turn into my pregnant woman costume.
4: <laughs> the guard
1: looks over, Pipe down over there, prisoner. Go to sleep.
2: Well, it's been a long, long journey out in the desert. What say a big, strong man like you come and rub on my feet?
1: His jaws kind of open, kind of in awe at this, like, gorgeous pregnant woman <laughs> <laughs> with one sandal on. <laughs> he says, uh, uh hey. Do you, do you need something fine lady?
2: I should bring that stool on over here and sit right next to me and rub on my feety feet.
1: Roll for a performance check. 11 plus five. He picks up a stool and drags it towards you in the sand and (laughs) Puts it down closest to you in your side of the cell and just kinda like,
3: uh yeah, I could rub your feet. Real quick, can I look to see if there's any like notes or anything on the table that might contain the passcodes? Yeah, there is this journal there. Okay. Uh
1: he he positions himself in the middle of your cells, looking at the pregnant woman. I
3: I shapeshift into a rat. Does he notice that? Do a stealth check on that. Okay.
1: Sixteen so you successfully turn into a rat without any sound.
3: And I scurry over to where that journal is. Nice, so you hop up the table and you see the journal. I open it with my rat nose. <laughs> nice, so you,
1: you fumble through it and it's literally on the first page. It says, gate code. <laughs> <laughs> and it says cell one, six, nine, six, and then cell
3: two, <laughs> nine, six, nine. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> okay. And I I turn back to Seth and Glonk, and I give a little thumbs up with my rat paw. This
5: whole time, I'm staring at Pregnant Crispin just as much in awe as the
3: guard is. I try to to motion to Seth with my little rat hand.
4: I don't understand him, so I cast Mage Hand and just grab the book and bring it to me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that works. I hop on the book. (laughs)
4: So
1: the book is open, and you're on the first page, just as this Mage Hand lifts it up and
3: just goes right to Seth's lap. And I I ride the book over to him.
1: Hey, uh, pretty lady, why don't you say I let you out of this here cell and we take a little walk down Alchemorth Drive, just you and me.
2: Well, would you do that
1: now? Well, I might, you know, given the right circumstance.
2: Well, what's a strong soldier like you consider the right circumstance?
1: Well. (laughs) (laughs) Say it.
0: I want you to say it.
1: <laughs> well, we, we can't have anyone else nearby for me to let you go, darling.
0: Ooh,
2: Admiral! <laughs> I sure feel a breeze whipping through this cell.
0: <laughs> I'd love to go with you.
1: Well, I can't because there's three people here. He turns around. Wait, there's oh, there's a third person. What what?
2: I immediately grab his face and kiss him. <laughs> Through the bars, bars. <laughs> 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 <Woman, laughs> the other guys like get that Set out. Seth says,
5: "Go, go." <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a key. That snaps me out of it, and I
3: go, "Ah!" Oh, and just <laughs>
5: smash the cage as hard as I can.
3: <laughs> damn it! Why did I learn the codes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Do a strength check. A
1: four. Dang it! So you smash the cage as hard as you can. Oh, don't even dent it.
3: I run up the leg of his pants and just start running all over his body.
1: <laughs> wow. He breaks the embrace of him and the pregnant woman.
3: I'm searching for a key on him, but I'm just like running around. <laughs> oh, ah. He's like slapping his thighs like,
0: Ow. Oh, sailor, <laughs> there's a lot more where that came from.
5: I make a loop around the cage to get speed and ram my head and shoulders into the cage to try to get do, out.
1: Do another strength check. 10
5: plus seven.
1: At this time, Kyle, roll a d20. I got a 16. Okay, so as Glonk bashes it again with his two hands, he like pushes it open just a little bit like off its bearings. And then you simultaneously find this key inside of his pants on this rope.
3: Okay. I start gnawing at the rope to try and get the key off. Yeah, you gnaw at the rope
1: and the key falls down his pants and onto the sand. As he's still like, Get this shit open. I do like a...
2: Oh, I'm so sorry. Like patting them down and in that motion, pick up the key and nice. toss it into their cell.
3: Hell yeah.
4: I caught it. Seth catches the key. Yeah, I'm going to try the key out on the lock and then I'm going to enter 6969. Six, nine.
1: So you put the key in the lock, you turn the little dials and you hear it click and it opens the lock.
4: I say to Glonk, look man, it was just that easy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice, so you guys get out of the cage while Chris... I'm still running all over the guard. I'm
0: yeah, so sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I get way out of hand in
2: these
4: situations.
5: I run up to the guard and just fist straight down onto the top of his head while he's messing around with his pants. Nice <laughs> roll a d twenty. Fourteen.
1: Fourteen. Yes. Yeah, so you take up your big half orchid hand and <laughs> nail him on his head. He falls into the sand and makes a thud, and then he's just kind of laying there.
3: Nice. On the ground. <laughs> I climb out of his pants and turn back into a halfling and I'm just standing on his chest and I say, Guys, I think we crushed that.
0: Oh, Lord
2: have mercy, I've never had a romp in the hay quite like that. I
3: say taking off my
2: pregnant woman cloak and stuff <laughs> in <my>
1: entertainer's pack. <laughs> so you, you all kind of look around as you're on the backside of this temple, and then also you turn around, there's just sand everywhere, as far as the eye can see. But there's like this path that kind of leads off to the front of it.
4: So
5: I'm walking straight towards the temple then.
3: Do all you follow? I turn to Crispin and I say, that was really something back there. (laughs) I just kind of wink, have one of my teacups, and just, just don't say (laughs) a (laughs) word. And I'm just so frustrated that neither of these guys will talk to me. (laughs) I just want to have a goddamn conversation. (laughs)
1: So frustrated, you follow the three of them as they walk forward, and you kind of bring yourself to the front of the temple. And on the front, you see two giant pillars that are bright white as well. Uh, and then there's this big opening doorway into this temple lit by two fires on either side. This
5: place is really
1: big. <laughs> so Blanc walks into the temple and it's filled with darkness. But what you can make out is it's this layout of a religious temple with various symbols of the sun along the wall, as well as this stair step that goes up to this higher platform. Mm-hmm. These guys like the
4: sun, I see. Mm-hmm. Making my way up further up the stairs.
3: Yeah, I'm struggling to keep up, but I'm following. I'm following him.
4: Alright, I guess I'll follow him. Just as
1: the last person enters, the doors <laughs> shut close, and then <laughs> <shut <laughs> <shut <laughs> flames line the walls as these white-robed figures come out, and they're all wielding some sort of a weapon that has this lighting aura on it. And they're all closing it on a new chance. Like, gown
4: go uh, what the f
1: is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Just as you reach the top of the stairs, you see this robed man with like this golden headdress on, wielding this white staff. And he goes, <laughs> We have visitors, gentlemen, visitors! And then they're all like looking at you. My name is Sonolius the Cunning. And what is your name?
3: My name is Captain Glock Dawkins,
5: at your service. Haha, <laughs> my service! What brings you to Temple White? Well, there was a rat, and this guy, and this really attractive woman, who I'm not sure where she went, but, uh, <laughs> and, well, a lot of sand.
1: Ah, you must have been the, uh, prisoners my guards took in, is that correct? Nope. So if I go out there and check, there's going to be prisoners out there. Nope. <laughs> I'm trying to get out. <laughs> it's locked, sealed by magic.
3: Guys, it's locked. We can't get out.
1: Well, if you were that skilled to get out of my cells, would ask you, please, to help me with something.
5: Say, just happenstance that we are, what do you need? Across the sand dune, across from Temple White, is Temple Black.
0: Mm.
1: In this temple is this instrument, and I hear it has powers and I'm wondering if you can retrieve that for me because, well, none of my men either want to step foot in that evil temple or have never made it out alive. I want to use it for good, gentlemen.
3: Can I roll for insight to see if there's any malicious intent in this guy? Yeah. Nice. nice. 18.
1: Yeah, 18. Yeah, something just what? isn't quite right with, with this guy.
3: Okay. I lean over to, to Seth and I say, hey, he doesn't want to use it for good. Yeah, I smell something fishy too.
1: Now. I must warn you, it is a dark place full of trickery and magic. We know for a fact that our weapons, with the power of the light, are at least able to fend against them. If you would like, you could stay with me overnight in Temple White. Potentially I could fit you up with a, a room, some food, some weapons. Um yeah, Fair yeah. Thing.
3: I mean I'll never turn that down. Hell yeah.
1: So he kinda leads you over to this this armory. Yeah, any sun skimmies. Sun what?
5: Sun skimmies.
1: Uh well, we don't have a sun scimitar, we have um See here, it slips through. We have the the spear of the sun. Nope. uh, If anyone would like. No. We have the sun staff. Nope. We have uh, the dagger of bright. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Uh, We also have a sickle of bright. Oh. And then we have a light bringer. It's a rapier. This one I would need to trade for it.
4: Will you give for a wolf spider leg rapier?
1: I could potentially trade you my Lightbringer for the little spider um, That sounds quite interesting. Great.
4: Thank you. So you
1: got the Lightbringer.
4: I hand that to Crispin Aww. immediately, and I said, you know what? You deserve this. Here you go. Aww.
2: Tear running down my cheek. I,
3: I pipe up, and I say, how about that sun staff? What, does that do anything interesting? Yes.
1: That staff allows you to shapeshift one more time.
3: That, I mean, that's great. Yeah, I'll take that. I guess I'll take the dagger. Cool.
1: You can have it. Sick. (laughs) And now I have a sickle with the sun magic in it. Would you like?
4: Seth, as soon as he uh, holds the sickle, he feels an energy flow through him and also uh, floats just a little bit more.
1: Well, went right this way to the barracks.
3: Feel free to bunk up.
4: And I throw a quick glance to Willeb just to be like, "Hey, let's talk, but not right now." kind yeah, of thing. yeah,
3: And I, I catch that and I nod.
4: and then I get in my bunk and like open up my poetry book
3: all right, uh, don't let the sand bugs bite, gentlemen.
1: <laughs> what are sand bugs?
2: And I slink into a chair and cast
4: minor illusion of myself playing the banjo before I fall asleep. I say to will he does this every night, just get used to it.
3: Oh, okay.
4: So I feel like there was something left unturned today with the robed guy. Um, it seems to me that there might be something hidden in this temple and I'm kind of curious and I can't fall asleep, so you want to go snooping around?
3: Yeah, I'm with you.
4: Cool.
5: Damn, guys. After you finish the rest of the movements, that's it. You gotta wait a whole two weeks for each new movement. If only there was more, right? Well, there is more! We've got shit like deleted scenes, and hand-drawn maps, and our entire original score, and bi-weekly virtual hangs with all of us, all of it on our Patreon. Oh, what's that? Being a patron isn't just for the honor and the nobility of supporting creative people. Hell no! It's about getting those sweet, sweet benefits. Of course, if you are just in it for the honor, I mean, wow. Wow, that is that is just beautiful. I mean, seriously, we're in awe of you. That's That's amazing. But really, you and me and the rest of us know that we want that loot. So go to Patreon.com slash TheTabletopTales and sign up to be our friends with benefits. Well, actually, our friends with special, uh, mostly non-sexual prizes that, that you get because, because you pay us money? Are, are we asking for sugar daddies? Shit. Hell, be our sugar daddies and mommies and rake in those sweet, sweet benefits on our Patreon. There. I had finished. Nailed it.
1: You leave the barracks and you're in the Great Hall. This time, the lights are off. Directly across from you, there's this passage.
3: Okay, so we start walking that way. I say to Seth, you mentioned Woodshire. Um, That's actually my hometown and the woven forest I grew up there. Did you by any chance see my dad? He's this short little guy named Walder. He's a really nice dude. No, uh,
4: not that we know of.
3: Did you meet anybody, like any of my neighbors?
4: No, but we did spend the entire day with this old human guy who just prayed the whole time. But. uh.
3: Okay. Well, and what was his name? This was like a priest in my town. Maybe it was uh, him. It was Archie Dawkins. Did you say Dawkins? Dawkins, yeah. kind of loony. Do you know him? Uh, No, but Glonk's last name is Dawkins, and I know his dad is a human.
4: Glonk, like the big thing that's sleeping in that room over there? Yeah, yeah, the big green guy. Oh. I wonder if they're somehow related. Well, they're very different.
3: (laughs) Interesting, interesting. And what was the Woven Forest like? I spent a lot of time there growing up.
4: Uh, Confusing, mostly. Um, There was a lot of... Uh, There were a lot of spiders.
3: Oh, that's weird. There was spiders there like thousands of years ago, but two heroes like defeated them and we haven't heard of anything about the spiders since. Hmm. Wait. (laughs) Didn't that seven sage guy say the prophecy foretold of two heroes from the present and two from the past? He really just skimmed over that line, but maybe you and
4: Crispin... Traveled through time?
3: Maybe? I don't know, but we should probably bring it up to the others in the morning.
4: Yeah, sure. Uh, but let's focus on finding out what these hooded guys are up to first.
3: You get to the end of the hallway and you see this,
1: um, ornate statue made of this same white stone with water in the basin of it, and then it's holding a jug of water. Uh, but that's all that's at the end of the hallway.
3: Perception check? Roll d20. Five?
1: Yeah, I mean, you notice that the water is still.
4: Can I do like another religion roll to see if there's any religious context?
1: So nine. Yeah, you you sense some sort of uh, religious significance to the god of this temple. You're also feeling like this aura from this specific statue.
4: I think we should uh, see what that liquid is in that jug. Sure. I'm a little curious. So I walk up and am I able to remove the jug? It's
1: fixed to her hands, but you notice that it can like rotate.
4: Um, I just pour a little bit out.
1: You kind of shift the jug, and it starts pouring water out. And just as it starts to overflow on the on the bowl, the statue rotates as it reveals this, like, hidden pathway behind it. Oh, my it. God. Well,
4: that looks like something. <laughs> yeah. That's a lucky guess. Uh, so, yeah, we continue on. Yeah,
1: let's keep going. You go straight and see this stairwell going down, and... It goes downstairs and you enter this room that's really dark with like a bunch of black
3: walls all around. And I can't see shit. I can.
1: It's full of books and stuff. And you see this table with a candle that's not lit and this book with a quill next to
4: it. I say it seems to be maybe like a study. There's a lot of books and it looks like there's a desk with a quill and um, some paper on it. Okay. Let's see what it's up.
1: Cool, you go up to the desk and there sits this journal and you see on the journal, on the front of it, it says, Sonelius the Cunning.
3: Let's crack this baby open.
1: You open it up and you sift through and you get to the most recent page and it says, it seems that I have found four individuals to go complete my task for me. They are going to go get the recorder for me, but little do they know I will kill them afterwards.
3: And I say, well, I called that one.
1: (laughs) I need to get all the instruments before anyone else does. I'll have to kill that big brute of an orc for his, but. (laughs) that'll be easy. He doesn't seem quite bright.
3: Well, he knows Glonk has the drum. Oh, God. I turn to the very first page just to see what's on there. Like, what his growth has been like. (laughs) (laughs) The first page says, First day on the job and
1: loving it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs) I'm in charge
1: of Temple White. I'm in charge of all the Sun God stuff. Like, I get to give out
3: sun spears. Like, how cool is that?
1: Yeah, there's this uh, temple across the street. They seem pretty evil, but I'm gonna go knock on their door and see if anything happens. (laughs) I
3: turn to Seth and I say, man, I like this guy a lot more on day one. (laughs) Absolutely. I take the journal, I put it in my bag. You take the journal,
1: you kind of hear some noises coming from up that stairwell. And I I look to Seth and
4: I say, time to get out of here. Say, yep, let's go. And then I walk back towards the barracks.
1: So you guys go back into the barracks (laughs) and everyone goes to sleep to the sound of a banjo playing. You hear birds chirping as the sun rises
5: through the window of the temple. And I uh, walk out into the desert towards the Black
4: Temple. I turn to Willa and say, are we going to tell him about, uh, you know, the whole murder thing?
3: And I say, ah, yeah, we should probably fill him in on that. And also the whole thing with this Archie Dawkins guy.
4: Mm, yeah. Well, if we catch up to him, yeah.
3: Yeah, but I mean, he's already gone. (laughs) I got to put on my sand shoe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So all you guys are now outside on Alchemorth Drive, headed towards the main part of town. And when you walk outside, you see like the hustle and bustle of the street. There's uh, a few people riding zebras, kind of walking by, carrying their goods for the day because they're going all to the Grand Bazaar that's in the center of town. From where you are, you can see like a bunch of colors, like draping um, like cloths to kind of shield these bazaars from the sun and there's like just a bunch of fruits over here a bunch of like ropes a bunch of fishing equipment like literally like anything you could think of is at this grand bazaar yeah and that's like the main source of commerce for this town is this grand bazaar also there's like a hint of sea breeze as well all four of you kind of meet up at the middle of this bazaar and you see this big signpost it says to the north oakshire dagger's edge to the south King's Point, to the left, Magmatin, and also Zar Akir. And then to the right, towards the coast, it says YL and then a lowercase l.
4: Hey, what is that?
3: Uh, it's these map maker brothers. I'm just gonna go buy a map real quick. I'll try and get in and out.
4: So, you know what, wait up. I'll go with you, Willoughb. I am
5: invigorated from my rest and filled with curiosity. All the sounds and the colors and the bustle, and I'm eyeing a zebra that's tied up. I go up to it and try to steal it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you see someone get off their zebra, tie them up, and then go
1: inside this tent.
5: 17.
1: (laughs) Okay, so you go up to it, (laughs) you untie it, and you kind of look around as if it's your zebra. You pet it on the head and say, good boy. And, uh, and the zebra kind of looks over at you, turns its head to the side, and gives you a lick on the cheek.
5: Yeah, I hop on its back and start riding it through the bazaar, parading my zebra around town.
3: Trotting on a zebra. So, so
1: Glonk is on a parade around town with a zebra.
2: I am with Glonk, throwing flowers at his feet, <laughs> saying things like, our hero, our savior. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the occasional person who turns around and, yeah. Perhaps, <laughs> and then turns back to doing what they're doing yes. <laughs> as Seth and Willeb approach this beautiful home overlooking the coast. Uh, it has a little dock with kayaks out. <laughs>
3: it's a beautiful place. And I walk up to the door and knock on it. Uh, you knock on it and then <laughs> opens the door and goes, what's up, bro, bros? Yeah, yeah, this is what I expected. And I, I say, hey, you got a map of this region? Oh, bro, come on in. Okay. <laughs> and we go in. What are your names, guys? Uh, I'm Seth. That's super cool, man.
4: Yeah, I guess.
3: And you, bro? Uh, Will of Willow Belly. Uh, Dude, love that name. And I'm assuming you're Trevor Moore. I'm not Trevor Moore. I've okay. Are you, are you Trevorisha? <laughs> no, I am Trev Ronald. Trev-Ronald, okay. There's more of you than than Trevston originally told me about. Yes, I am uh, one of the brothers, of course. Yeah, yeah, I've actually met two of your brothers. I've met Trevgar and Trevston. Ah, oh, man.
1: I love Trevgar, he's my favorite brother.
3: Oh, yeah? Trevston kind of sucks. But yeah, I suppose, honestly, suppose. I got that vibe. I got that <laughs> vibe. I actually have here maps from both of your brother's regions. I was hoping to get a map of, of this region and Al- Alchemorth and the surrounding area.
1: Yeah, dude, I actually just finished another one, bro. You wanna buy one? Yeah. Yeah, all the proceeds go to the- Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, I'm familiar. <laughs> I, know, I know where the proceeds go and I'm so pumped about your mission, but honestly, really, we're on kind of a tight schedule. I just need a map. Cool, man. Uh, yeah, it's just gonna be 50 gold, man, right here. Yeah, 50 gold. And I give it to him. Nice, okay.
1: There you go, man. Oh, man, this is so great. I'm gonna be able to send people just to camps. And I, I turn
3: to Seth and I say, all right, let's 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 get out of here. Cool, so you leave the young lads in the house. Yeah, we head back into town to see what- and Crispin uh, Corolla, 20. D20 real quick.
0: <laughs> 20.
3: <laughs> Holy shit! So, yeah. so at this
1: point, you yeah. guys get back, and the entire stream is, 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 is blocked off on the sides. There is a mass amount of people. Everyone in the bazaar is now off to the sides as they're watching this Dragonborn play his banjo, giving them a song of Blanc Dawkins.
2: children and she a tale of Glock Dawkins, the mightiest warrior of all who's been with us for oh so
3: long. I, I turn to Seth and I say, what is going on?
5: I'm now standing on the zebra with my arms spread wide as this song of
1: absolute beauty is being played from the banjo of this dragonborn. People start to get encouraged and they start throwing things. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are throwing their clothes off their backs and you even get a few gold pieces thrown to you. This
3: is amazing!
2: <coughs> throw your gold, throw your items, everything that we'll need to find them. We go to war today, and tomorrow, and soon hereafter, the legends will follow! Yeah.
4: While you're finishing the song, Seth, can I roll to see if he noticed any like dark figures amongst the crowd
1: Ooh, yeah you're kidding. Uh, yeah, you see a hooded figure on the other side of the street. Okay. And he's moving very intentionally away from the crowds while everyone else is standing there cheering.
4: Okay. <laughs> I quickly turn to Willow and say, hey, follow me. And don't explain anything and just start following through the crowd.
3: I'm, like, kind of in awe of what's going on here, but I hear that and I break my, my gaze and, and try to follow Seth.
1: So you guys are following the dark hooded figure through the crowd yes. as people around you start to jump into this parade that's formed.
2: Spread the word, haven't you heard? Well, we are going to be, I say, a great generation. Yeah!
1: An absolute thunderous applause erupts.
5: <laughs> um, you, you get some some roses and other flowers thrown at you i am uh, enthusiastically greeting people and uh shaking hands and and kissing babies on the forehead and as i'm doing that i'm i'm trying to take their wallets and like anything that they have on them and like interesting articles
1: roll, of clothing roll
5: something <laughs> 10 plus 6 sleight of hand
1: yeah so you're you're taking like some purses, apples, grapefruits. You take like a little toy zebra figurine from this kid <laughs> mm-hmm. as he's looking up at you at all. <laughs> you take a, wo- a woman's wedding ring. So you-, you take that, you take some scrolls of family <laughs> portraits. Yeah.
5: Bowing and like sweeping that into my hat and like thanking people and disappear into the crowd.
2: While he's taking most everything else, I move to take a history book of Alchemorth, and then a handle of the local liquor.
1: <laughs> roll a roll a d twenty real quick for me. <laughs> oh, what?
2: What?
3: <laughs> what is happening? <laughs>
1: so you not only take the history of Alchemorth, you also take the key to the library at Alchemorth. Yes. <laughs> as well as taking three handles of the finest liquor of Alchemorth. So as as they're starting to. Uh, Kind of <laughs> go away from the crowd and go look at their valuables that they got. We flash over to Seth and uh, Willem that are very close behind, tailing this black hooded figure. He's headed north towards a fork in the road that you guys
3: came in on, and it's not labeled. I lean over to Seth and I say, "It's there's not a there's not a path on on the map going the way that he's going."
4: Okay, we keep following him.
3: So you follow him further and further,
1: and uh, you kind of get to this hill, and you now notice that there's these sand dunes separating. This other temple that you can see is pitch black. And you can see from this angle what looks like a town in front of this temple.
4: I say to Willowb, hey, you should probably shift into something a little bit more uh, menacing.
3: Uh, um, okay. And I go to shapeshift, but really the only thing on my mind is that spectacular performance from Crispin and, and Glonk. <laughs> and I just can't stop thinking about it. And I'm trying to think of like the most menacing creature I can. But I shapeshift and I just turn into a
4: warhorse-sized zebra.
3: (laughs) And I let out whatever sound a zebra makes.
4: (laughs) I say, okay, let's go. So hop on and uh, slowly ride my way into the little village looking for this guy, see where he's at.
1: Cool. So what is Crispin and Blanc doing at this point?
2: I say, come on hero and (laughs) head to the Alchemorth Library.
1: Oh, nice. Okay, so you head to the Alchemorth Library and it's this big like limestone building. It's more rectangular though in size with giant pillars out front and this big draping curtain along the sides of the doorway, but it's open to the public.
2: So we walk in and I wanna do a perception check for the books
1: on the Black Temple. Cool, roll a d20. 13. Uh, So you kind of look around and you see off to the side there's this like locked door room with more books on the other side. I slink
2: over and (laughs) whistle to glonk and use my newfound keys to unlock the doors.
1: Nice. So you open the door and it's off to the side so no one really sees you go in. And both of you walk in, you close the door. And there's like a bunch of books kind of on the back wall that are locked in place with chains. But you can still get them and open them and read them. You find a book that says uh, the Omicron of Temple Black. <laughs> wow. Black spelled B-L-A-Q-U-E. So you open up the Temple Black book and it says the history of Temple Black. And through reading it, in summary, you find that long ago there was a battle of the mages of Alchemorth and they split into two. One who wanted to use the sun magic and then one that wanted to use the moon magic and learned that they both split and made their own temples and then crafted the sand dune in front of them as like a natural wall, separating both Alchemorth and then Zarakir. And yeah, you learned that there was a vampire that started the sect of Temple Black. Uh, It goes by the name Raphael Black. And that's about all you read in your summary. And then in your other book, it says, a children's novel on deitic instruments. And <laughs> it says, there once were three deitic instruments. You had to find them all to kill the bad man. When all are in front of the temple, then you are given the hand.
2: Can I do a brief perception check for books <laughs> on vampires?
1: Sure. Oh, 20. Oh
3: my god! <laughs> what the hell?
1: You have the I've complete guide done. to vampire
3: lords. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: I roll to see what I can find in the library. 17. Yeah, you find you find two books.
1: One on uh, the technique of zebra, and there you learn how to ride zebras efficiently yes. through sand, through uh, uh-huh. swamp.
3: uh uh-huh. Proficient in
2: zebra <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: yes. The other book is uh, a book on uh, pirates of the storm ridden sea.
5: I'm flipping through it, just trying to find like any mention of my dad. That's so sweet.
1: So you actually do find a list, like a list of the crewmen. You see in one of the itineraries was Dawkins.
5: <sighs> oh, this is my
3: dad. I knew he was a pirate
5: captain. Ha <laughs> What? What else does it say?
1: Ship crashed in the storm sea.
3: Oh, oh no. W-
5: what? M- my dad, he's dead. I never even got to meet him. I slammed the book shut and ripped the chain off the wall and sprint out of the library, knocking things off the shelves and pushing kids over and Jeez. burst out of the door, trying to find my zebra. I followed Glonk. I drop to my hands and knees and dramatically crawl over to the zebra and grab its neck and pull myself up and lay on it and just say take me wherever you'll take me oh, just releases that like zebra
1: whatever zebras been. <laughs> <laughs> and then doesn't move and waits for spin to get there.
2: <laughs> yeah I, I catch up. And look around for Willow and Seth.
1: Yeah, you see uh, them like way up, cresting the hill, looking the other way.
2: Feeling like I have the information that I need to know. I let Glonk think that his zebra is taking him wherever it wants to go, <laughs> and just kind of loosely hold the reins and start walking <laughs> towards where they are.
0: Long. If you are enjoying this story as much as I am, please help me reach other guests like you by sharing this podcast with your friends and rating or reviewing us. You can follow The Tabletop Tales on Instagram and Reddit at underscore The Tabletop Tales, on Twitter at underscore The Tabletop, on Facebook at The Tabletop Tales. Or you can just visit our website, www.thetabletoptales.com. I would now like to personally welcome a new honored guest around our tabletop. This movement of the tabletop tales is made possible with the loving help of cherry bombs and popcorn. You are now known by name by the Melody Keeper. If you, too, would like to be known by name and become an honoured guest around our tabletop, your name could forever be a part of this podcast and of our born. I suggest you look further upon our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash the tabletop tales. Now, in this movement, our dungeon master was John Fusner, Seth was played by Drew Baumel. Crispin Whisperix was played by Chris Chaput. Long Dawkins was played by Cam Meredith. Willow Willowbelly was played by Kyle McCann. Additional voices by Chris Chaput and John Fusner. Sound editing by Kyle McCann and Cam Meredith. Sound design by Kyle McCann. Movement mixing by Drew Baumel. Score mixing by Cam Meredith. Original score by Christopher Chapu and John Fusner. We will see you next time at the table top.